You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube, like button, subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you do tune in. Today, I'm joined by the coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera, as he made the rounds on Wednesday at the Super Bowl, having been named the USAA's Salute to Service Award winner. So through that, he did a little bit of a round. I was able to talk to him via Zoom. So I wanted to bring that to you for the podcast. You may have read or heard some of what he already talked about, but I wanted to give you a chance to listen to my full interview with him. We discuss the quarterback situation, why they feel comfortable with Sam Howell, not just that they are, but why. Did they learn some lessons from last year? I get into that. Talk about Deron Payne, the offensive coordinator, what Dan Snyder has told him all that goes up, and why he didn't end up going to the Senior Bowl and the impact of that. Now, one thing we did not get into a lot of – we didn't get into Chase Young, but I do know because I was told, and I know others have talked to him about this, that they have not decided as to what to do with Chase Young and that fifth-year option. A couple things to know in this situation. One, the deadline for picking up that option is early May. Usually it's around May 3rd in that area. So that's the deadline for it. We're now, as I'm recording this, it's February 9th. They have a few months to decide. Rivera had told Michael Phillips, the Richmond Times Dispatch, he said, kind of using this maybe as a motivational thing. Maybe it kind of spurs him the way Deron Payne was spurred playing for a contract last year. I don't know if it'll get to that point. It could, you know, and I know, I know a part of this deals with Young's health. He's coming off two years that were impacted greatly by the torn ACL and the ruptured patellar tendon. That, of course, impacted his season. They missed a combined, what was it, 22 games? That's a lot of time off for years two and three to see, like to automatically go and say, yeah, we know what we're going to do if you're if you're Washington. So now the, the question then becomes, what what next? So Again, they're undecided. It's not like they said they're not going to do it. They're just undecided. It could be as simple as seeing how does Young respond to these this situation, and and you know does he get more? Is he somehow more motivated? Well, I can tell you he's already been working out for a few weeks, so I think the motivation is there. So I don't think that that's necessarily. I don't know that that's going to be the issue. But he is, like I said, I was told he was already working out. It could also be that Washington wants to see how Young responds to all this and when they come back for the workouts in the spring. So they'll have a few weeks working out with Young, with him in the facility before they need to make that decision. So I, you know, so I think there remains to be seen what happens. Some of the issue here is, would you really risk, and I talked about this with the voice of the commanders, Bram Weinstein, on his ESPN 630 radio show in D.C., 
you you could have a situation where you have both Montez Sweat and Chase Young playing for contracts next year. Is that a good situation? What happens if they both go out and have really good years? Well, you can always slap the franchise tag on one of them. If you gave Young the fifth-year option right now, it would cost them $17.452 million against the salary cap. If you wait a year and you want to, let's say, you want to like, okay, he has a really good year, want to keep him around, well, you can put the franchise tag on him. The franchise tag for defensive end, I believe this year is a little over 19 million. So next year, let's say it's a little, it'll be a little over 20 million, maybe 21. So you're talking about like, it's really, if you want to keep them on a one-year situation, you're talking about a few million dollars if you don't use that tag. So it's not impossible to, to do what you want to do. The problem with that scenario is if you had Young on the fifth-year option, you could then tag Montez Sweat. So there is an impact if you don't do this. It could also be that you know you can only keep one of them if you sign Duran Payne, which they want to do. So what does it leave us? Again, it's still undecided. I think there's more, more um, room or more information to come out of this for them to learn, for us to learn. And there's certainly more for me to learn, which I will pass along to you as much as I can. That's all I have for that situation right now. As far as the offense coordinator situation, we'll get into that a little bit. He, they are going to be talking. They want to talk to Eric Bieniemy after the Super Bowl. We do know that the two teams most interested, I think, that for Bieniemy would be Washington and Baltimore. There are there are good there are good and they're a good situation for him in both both cases because of this. You have a guy who has been with an offensive-minded head coach for a while, and that offensive-minded head coach is deeply involved in the game planning as well as calling plays. In Washington and even in Baltimore, you'd have a coach who is not an offensive-minded head coach. Harbaugh, of course, was a special teams coach. Rivera is a, more of a defensive coach. It gives Bienemy that freedom to become the offensive kind of the offense coordinator that he wants to be to show more of what he can do as far as calling plays and running the entire offense. So now is Baltimore better than Washington for that? You Certainly the organization has been better, more stable. You'd be going to a coach who, is ha who has more stability instead of coming here where you're going to have a situation where the team will change hands at some point this offseason as far as a new owner goes. And then, you know, so where would that leave you? you do you have more time than just one year to prove yourself? And plus, you'd be working with Lamar Jackson up in Baltimore, but you have better pass game weapons and the as at receiver in Washington, and maybe a you know you have a good run game here, you have a good run game there. So anyway, more to be learned there as well. As far as the sale of the team goes, consistently have heard for a while now that they you know that people inside the building and and others expect this to be a sale, expect it to be a full sale. Or certainly a majority share, if nothing else. And, you know, they continue to hear that they would expect it to be sooner rather than later. So by the end of March, we could see a new owner in Washington. I don't think that's breaking any news. That's pretty much what's been reported for a while by multiple places. That's where we're at. Anyways, enough from me. Let's get to my conversation with Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KIME, K-E-I-M. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KIME. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ron, first of all, I wanted, I'm going to get to some football questions in a minute. I want to start off with the Salute to Service award that you're receiving. What does that mean to you? You know, it means a, a tremendous amount to me. It really does. Um, mostly because, you know, growing up in a military family, my father served 32 years in the United States Army. And when you grow up on an Army base and you're around it um, at, at a young age, you, you begin to realize and recognize how committed, uh, what type of sacrifice people make. And some ultimately make the ultimate sacrifice. And so to me, I've, I've Growing up with that feeling that, that you know, I'm very grateful to that. I, I, and I do believe we owe a debt of gratitude to those men and women that have committed um, their lives to our country. And uh, so it's been something that, that I, I really feel obligated to do. And I do it proudly uh, because of my father's service and because how much my mother loved the military life. Were you surprised? Yes, I was. Um, they, they tricked me. Um, <laughs> They told me that uh, they, they wanted to ask me a couple of questions um, on women in football. So I thought we were doing this presentation and they walked me into the auditorium and they presented me this iPad. So we need you to look at this. And it was um, it was some of the men uh, that I had worked with in the salutes of service stuff uh, from the USO, um, from the military, um, wounded warriors. And then my father came on to tell me I won the award. So that was that was very heartfelt. So I really did appreciate that. I, w- I want to do ask you, I do want to ask you about some football questions, obviously starting sure. at quarterback and, yep. you know, Sam Howell. But they're also, I'll ask you about Sam in a second, but there are a couple quarterbacks who are available that you guys pursued yep. last year. Aaron yep. Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, all those guys going to be free. And I know there's some things yep. that you can't say about guys but it does not seem like you're going to be as aggressive this offseason pursuing nope. those guys. Would you go after any of those guys? If they're- well, there's an opportunity to get the right veteran, yes, at the right price. Again, you know, we still feel a commitment to, to, to shoring up a couple of the positions, and one of them is doing the things that we need to do with the defensive line. Um, the second one being, obviously, is we got some holes that we feel we have to feel on uh, both sides of the ball. But when you look at where we are with those positions, you feel pretty good about what we can do. Um, Sam Howell showed us a little something that we're very intrigued by, and we don't feel the need to go out and spend that kind of capital, draft picks and players, along with money, to get to where we think we need to be. I thought we showed that we are more than a serviceable team um, if we can get consistent play from that position. I don't know if we need um, very, very, very dynamic play as much as we need dynamic play. 
What is it about Sam? Well, first of all, do you see him going into you've been you know the reports have been you're telling people that yep. he's the guy you're gonna go is that is that accurate are you gonna go into the you know yes. to off season with him as your number one well he we're going in he's gonna start as the number one but it's something he's gonna have to continue to earn keep um and continue to show us that he deserves to be that guy I mean we are gonna look at some options that as as far as veteran quarterbacks are concerned we're gonna look at the draft as well um but you know, we don't intend to go out and, and overspend on capital, whether it be draft picks, players, and money. Is there something you learned from, you know, obviously last year going aggressive with to get Carson. Yeah. Is there something you learned from that? Or is it more about what you saw from Sam, even in that one game? And then also, because you guys are obviously with him in meetings on the practice field. So is there is it more about what you learned from him or what you learned last offseason trying to be more aggressive? It's what we learned from him. We did learn a little bit about being aggressive, um, but also the biggest thing we learned, you know, in, in my opinion, is that sometimes it, it is about putting all those other pieces in the in the place first, and then getting to the guy. You know, we we know and we recognize we've got to shore up some of the other positions. You know, and if Sam has a chance to be that guy, we've got to make sure, you know, we we protect him. Uh, and have the playmakers and we feel we've got the playmakers we feel we've got guys in place but we've got to add a few more what is it that sam showed you that gives you that kind of confidence in him right now well for the most part his 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 decision making his ability to get the ball out quickly his ability to put the ball where it needed to be and he learned very quickly from his mistakes he made a mistake in the game he tried to he tried to touch a ball over the top of a DB and realized I should have just thrown it to the corner. I would have thrown the receiver open because the DB was in bad position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was something. And he knew it. He came to the sideline. And before I even had a chance to ask him what happened, he said, I, I should know better. I should have put that into the court. So he understands. He knows. And to me, that's a very positive thing. Is, is it, you know, and he's a guy that you liked before the draft as well. Yep. Was he? Yep. Was there something else that you learned about him during the year that, like, that was that maybe enhanced your thoughts on him? Is how hard he worked, even though he wasn't the guy. Hmm. You know, and and when he was the third guy, he worked hard. When he was the second guy, he worked hard. When he got the opportunity, he worked hard, and he didn't work any harder. He works hard, period, all the time. And then, you know, it's funny that, you know, you, you're also big on talking to some of the veterans down the stretch with some of this. Did they, did you get some input from them? Not so much like to form the decision, but maybe that said, oh, okay, these guys are thinking that too. Yes. And that's what happened. When, when you listen to what Taylor Heineke said and Carson Wentz said, you know, that whole quarterback room was positive. When, when you listen to what Terry McLaurin and, and Curtis Samuel said, and you listen to what um, Logan Thomas said, and, and you listen to the defensive backs talk about his ball is different. You know, um, those are all the things that, that eventually, you know, you say, okay, talent knows talent. Guys know guys. And then switching gears, you, you had a meeting with the Snyders recently. What, um, mm -hmm. to talk about the offseason, what is it you're understanding that what you can do in this offseason? Are you going to be you know, does the sale kind of make things a little bit confusing for you guys? No, it doesn't. What I've been told is business as usual. Mr. and Mrs. Snyder have been very, very supportive. Things that we've talked about. Uh, great, in, great. for instance, is this, 
this offensive coordinator search that I've been going through. You know, we had a number of guys that, that, that I've talked to. Um, some of us told us, well, I want to focus only on being a head coach. Okay, great. Some guys turned us down because, well, I'm the next guy in line and, and I like our situation. Okay, great. I understand it. Oh, I'd be happy to interview. I've interviewed six people, okay, in person. Um, had an opportunity to, to listen and, and talk philosophy, listen to, you know, what their plan of action would be going forward. Listen to them talk about our, our roster. So I've gone through all that. But I also, during that process, have told, you know, the ownership that what I would like to do is slow this process down. And, and I do want to see if I can interview every type of candidate, um, you know, and there's obviously somebody that I'm waiting for that is coaching in this game. Right. Is, is he the only one that's left for you to interview or is there, are there, cause there are some other guys in this game that, you know, would have been on people's radar. Right. And for the most part, that's where I am. I, okay. I, I want to make sure I, I get to the guys that I want to get to. And, and as soon as this game's over with, you know, that's my intention. Um, you know, I haven't been able to talk to them because they're in this game. And so we will go from there. Do you think this will be wrapped up by the end of next week then? I, I expect it to be closely close to it. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, going to sit down, go through it in my mind. I've got some great notes on all these guys and I need to decide, you know, do I need to listen a little bit more? Or am I, am, have I been satisfied by what I've been, what I've been asking and the answers I've got? What have you learned during this process um, about whether your offense, your roster, or what they might bring to the table? First thing I learned is that they all understand our, our, ros our roster. <laughs> they, they like the guys that we have. Um, they agree with me on some of the holes that we've got to shore up. They like the fact that, you know, we have a stout defense. Um, and, you know, it's something that they all feel would be a, you know, would really help is, is to be stout on defense. Um, listen to the different ideas, different philosophies, uh, you know, and, and, and just the understanding that it's about concepts, teaching concepts, coaching concepts. You know, everybody shares concepts, um, how committed they are to certain concepts. That's the other thing that you, you know, that I listen for. Um, and then, you know, obviously talking about not just passing concepts, but the run game, talk situational football. What's your philosophy on certain things? And, and you know, I'm looking to get the answers that that really match my thought process. How much of it, too, is part of if Sam is the guy that you want to be that number one, that you don't want him to having to learn too much in the second year? Or do you say, hey, if the right guy's there, you're just going to have to learn it? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm not worried about his learning ability. Okay. Um, I, I think learning the offense that we had um, really – it put a lot on a young guy and I thought he handled it very well from the beginning. And I, and I assume that he's not going to struggle. And I think he's also the kind of guy that will be able to work with his teammates and help them develop and grow as well. And then as far as your priorities for the, in terms of positions, what, how would you categorize or rank maybe the priorities? Well, I don't want to get into that because again, you know, let's talking strategy as far as going into the draft and looking at players. But we do have some things that we need to shore up. I will say that probably the one thing that we are looking at in terms of shoring up is making sure we have the right kind of depth for the offensive line. The biggest thing that we've seen has just been the injuries that we've had to deal with in the last two seasons just really tells you just how important it is to be um, have a lot of guys that have the ability to, to be position flex type guys that can 
play, you know, more than one position in case of injury. Two more questions. Deron Payne, have you have you reached out to him yet or to his sides yet um, about um, any deal? We have. We haven't gotten into money specifically. Okay, but that is somebody that is a high priority for us. And then also, you know, you had to go out to California last week and the senior mm-hmm. bowl was going on. You know, what what is your thought process behind what you want to do out there? And I know you talked to Anthony Lynn out there, visited your father, played in the golf yep. tournament. What 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 you know, what uh, what was your thought process with that? Well, first of all, is as soon as the season's over, I hadn't taken a break. Right. My dad was coming up on his eighty seventh birthday. Um, you know, it was an opportunity to go out there and if something were to happen with one way or the other, I was going to visit a candidate. Um, so I went there knowing that. Um, I think people miss the value of going to a all-star game um, because how many coaches miss them anyways? You know what I'm saying? It's not like there's 100% participation. There's video, okay? There's tape that, that you can watch. Um, there's an opportunity to go to pro days that'll come up. You're going to see guys go to the combine and you're going to get a chance to watch them there. You're going to get a chance to interview them there. So it's not like that's the only place I will ever see those guys. Okay. And a lot of my judgment is going to be based off of tape um, more so than anything else. And then some of it will go uh, some of the guys that I have interviewed individually. So as far as that's concerned, you know um, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure what the whole, hubbub is you know what i mean yep. i mean how many guys you know can you sit there and say that we've drafted uh from the senior bowl anyways okay i mean again let's be realistic about what's at, at hand for us in terms of technology you know you know what i'm saying john yeah. i mean it's just it's honestly i think it's just give somebody an opportunity to bitch about something okay that's to me that's that's the way it feels okay um I'm not a big fan of going to the senior bowl because if I'd gone to the senior bowl, every guy that wanted to be an offensive coordinator would have come up to me and I wouldn't have been able to watch practice to begin with. <laughs> I mean, no, I believe yeah. me. I know it because I've gone through it when, when I've had to hire staff, that's what's happened. We went down my first year in, in, in here. Okay. We flew down for the day and I didn't get to watch much practice because Everybody came up to me. Everybody wanted to interview with me. Everybody wanted to talk to me. So let's be realistic about those things. You know, I mean, again, it's one of those things that I've gone through it. I understand it. I get it. And some people put a bigger value on it. Great. But, you know, in, in my 12 years as a head coach, the value I put on is what you see on tape. And then, you know, I go from there. I mean, I watch three or four games per player. Some guys, I'll watch more. Like when we were watching quarterbacks last year, I watched eight, nine tape tape for some of the quarterback prospects we looked at last year ron i appreciate it thanks a lot i know you're doing the round so i appreciate your time all right john thank you that's it for this episode thanks to the coach of the washington commanders ron rivera for joining me and thank you as always for listening i brought this up on the last podcast i'm going to say it again stay tuned over the next pot one of the over the one of the next future podcasts going to announce a situation where if you want to do a private zoom with me you can i want to i've done this before where you collect three three get three listeners come on with a private podcast talk about whatever for about 30 minutes i just it's really is a thank you to you guys for listening stay tuned for future episodes and i'll give you details how you can become one of those three 
Anyway, I'll be back on Sunday night, Monday morning with another podcast. I'll talk to you next time.